Welcome to Women Under the Sun on the Business Radio X Network, where you'll meet extraordinary women with incredible stories in both life and business. And now, Kim Adair and Mark Bishop. And welcome to another What's Women Under the Sun podcast, where we feature special guests from all over the globe that have become leaders and motivators in their own right or specialists suppliers in the world of business and uh, my partner in crime kim adair hi kim hello mark how are you today okay and again through uh, our friend the covid you know worst day ever in tucson today you know <laughs> as as a matter of interest yeah extra cases worst day ever spike is unbelievable wow. but we're not in the studio it's Stuart title unfortunately okay. but we are on the line and we are on the phone and <laughs> it's our very very special guest that we'd like to welcome and uh, the name, uh, the actual organization name is Silloway Maple. Now, have you heard of that? Have you heard of Betty Lambert? Welcome, Betty. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. All the way over there in beautiful Vermont. Hey, uh, Betty. How are you doing? Great. Great. This is a very busy time of year for us because, of course, everyone's looking for last-minute Christmas presents, and Maple is a great one. Yes, yes. Well, your re- your weather fits your product, so we'll we'll be getting into that. So I thought I'd let Mark introduce a little bit about your background. Sure. Before was, we move uh, forward, is that was, okay, Mark? Yes, she was born on her family dairy farm in Vermont, and grew up working on the land with many animals, feeding and milking cows, building fences, and maple sugaring, and. Uh, have always uh, been a part of her life, hasn't it? Right from the start. And but because you, you married a dairy farmer and you started a family, yes, I did. D- six children. What's the book all about that you wrote? A, a farm a wife's journal? Well, it's just that. It's uh, a journal of our daily family farm life. We had a small dairy farm with forty-five milking cows, and the many, many uh, challenges and wonderful things that happened on a farm that many people don't know about anymore. It's, it's certainly a life of its own, and it's another world. I think a lot of people, city slickers as we call ourselves, if we read it, uh, we might get a few surprises. I mean, your days are filled with maple, um, agritourism. You get a lot of tourists coming through there through uh, your business, don't you? Yes, we do. We've had fewer um, during the pandemic, but um, we still get some. Certainly a lot of local people are shopping, and a lot of people have second homes in Vermont, so they do come from out of state and quarantine and then mm-hmm. uh, come for a tour. Yeah, I guess they're all coming in with masks on. It's uh, You see it everywhere yes. now. Yes, they are. I was laughing with a friend yesterday, although it's not something to laugh about, but the reality is in the old days, if you went into a bank with a mask on, you'd be in trouble. <laughs> These days you're in trouble if you don't wear one in, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. Yeah, so, uh, all right, so the guests on your farm, I mean, look, you make the production of maple syrup, candy, sugar, and lots of other products as well. Tell us about those. Well, today we'll be making maple meat rub, which is made with our maple sugar and a lot of spices. It's delicious on meat. But, well, at 6 o'clock this morning, I had surf on cooking for candy, and I'll be doing a second batch later on. And we make make the sugar uh, very busy like I said, this time of year, producing all kinds of products. 
Well, you know, I really look, oh, I, yeah, I love your video. I watch it a lot. I've been posting that and I'll be posting it a lot here before Christmas. We want to make sure and get you some orders here from uh, Tucson. So, I mean, it's just, to me, it's kind of romantic what you do. Um, Although I spent a few hours last night reviewing everything before our interview today, but it's quite a production. Um, It's, it's, I mean, you, you pick up a bottle of syrup or you order one from, from your company and you think, ah, oh, this is really cool. But what's cool is the love and the time that goes into it. So how about telling us how that's done? How is it produced, your maple syrup product? Well, I love it when someone thinks it's romantic. And we, we <laughs> do have pastoral views here. I look out the window and I see my daughter's horses grazing in the pasture and the mountains and mm-hmm. it, it's romantic looking the sugar woods are romantic looking and the idea of the family all working together but truth be told we have a lot of very late nights and a lot of it is cold hard work mm. and difficult weather with a lot of challenges but um I think it's in our blood. The more challenges and the more difficult the weather, the more we seem to love it. <laughs> well, it's, it's we're, a, an odd, right. we're an odd breed of people, farmers are. But it's got to be wonderful working with your family. This is a three-generation operation, right? Yep. Um, I My son, Paul, manages our sugar business. He's uh, in charge of the woods work. We tap over 20,000 trees now, so he... Wow, a very busy life in the woods. So he also is a partner on the family dairy farm um, and has a wood business. So he's he's very busy. Um, The production starts in February, the actual boiling of the sap. The weather has Mm -hmm. to be above freezing in the day and below at night for the sap to run. So it's a short Sweet season goes from February into the middle of April, and when the buds come out on the trees, the sap is bitter, and the, mm. the season is done. Well, Betty, do me right. a favor. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but is maple syrup? I was reading this. I was surprised. Maple syrup itself is actually made from the sap of the sugar maple tree. Now, primarily, yep, that's right. yeah, in primarily apparently in the northeastern United States and southeastern Canada. Now, obviously, this has got to do with the colder climates. Um, yes. The sugar bush uh, is managed to maintain health and vigor and maximize the production of high-quality sap. The, the sap is the key. I mean, it's the product of photosynthesis uh, that occurs during the previous growing season and it flows during the early spring when the nights are cold and, as mm. you say, the daytime temperatures freezing. Uh, old-timers say that the winter has lost its grip is that right? And sugar makers are glad to head for the woods. <laughs> <laughs> well, we call it spring fever or cabin fever here in Vermont. You've been um, under the dark. It's dark here at four in the afternoon and not light until nearly seven in the morning. And uh, it's, it's cold and freezing and you get tired of being inside and want to bust out into the woods and the sugar house. So we do. Well, everything and you, I've and you dress warm. Yeah, yep. It's it's a part of living here. We have lots of warm clothes and snowshoes and equipment, so we're not that uncomfortable. But we don't sit around much. That's for sure. 
keep yourself busy. Mm. But every time I've seen a nice shot of Vermont, when you talk about dark at four in the afternoon, uh, it's a lot of places around the globe are like that. I mean, uh, even Melbourne and Australia, around five in the winter, you're talking dark. But it's nice to see the lights through the windows and the fireplaces on and, you know, the smoke coming out of the chimneys and so on. But you talk about being uh, cabin fever. I mean, the whole darn country's feel felt like that for the last year, haven't we? Yes, yeah, that's a that's a a good comparison, maybe. Though, um, we're busy year round on the farm. Really, I think um, I can't really say that I get cabin fever because I'm busy all day, every day, year round in the sugar house. So, what wow. exactly? What What's your role in the business, Betty? I do all of our marketing. I uh, have been making all of our value-added products, the sugar and candy and cream, though we are getting some bigger equipment, so my son is working with me more on that. But I do a lot of the agritourism and uh, selling here at the Sugar House and all the orders from the website. And then I do love still to go to the woods and work some. We're still a traditionally wood-fired sugaring operation so that during sugaring there's plenty to keep up with firing the arch mm-hmm. so you guys I, oh i'm sorry uh, i was going to ask about you started in 1940 so i wanted to it's really interested in your first family and and they were farmers too they were dairy farmers as well Yes, when you buy a dairy farm uh, here in Vermont, you get the fields and the open pastures, but you also do get a lot of um, steep, ledgy sugar wood. So the trees mm-hmm. are all native and natural. Sometimes people ask if we plant all our sugar trees, and we don't. They're all they're all wild trees, but wow. because they're part of your farm and you own them, you know, and that time of year, the it's called the first crop of the year in Vermont. You can't get out on the fields to work the land, so you make maple syrup. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, Mark and I need to come and work for you for a day. Well, <laughs> You'd sugar. love it. Uh, yeah, I love my candies, I'll tell you that. But, uh, you know, when, when I read this research information on you, Betty, it's uh, it's like something out of a nice little fairy tale book. I mean, maple syrup, candy, sugar product. Uh, the children, you know, I have many grandchildren, you say, uh, and I enjoy yeah. I enjoy having most of them live within sight of the sugar house, and they can run up and down and visit, and they learn to pack the candy and label products, do a lot of the tasting. You want to watch their two uh, uh, dentist bills, I tell you. But I have always <laughs> loved sharing my passion for farming with others, and it is a very unique, I mean, the more you read today, all you ever hear about is that the farmers, they're dying, they're leaving us, it's too hard, it's too this. I mean, Betty, uh, what's your take on that? Well, I don't know as I've ever heard a farmer say it's too hard, but I have heard many say that it's too uh, poorly paid. You, you've mm. got to be able to make a living, and that can't be mandated in any way you've got to get a fair price for your milk or whatever other product you ship and it's very complicated um but many times the price of milk for instance has been the same as it was in the 70s and here we are in 2020 with 
Mm. Uh, your expenses are 2020 prices and your income is still lagging way behind. So I think it's more, a, more of an income problem when farmers go out of farming than it is um, ever giving up their dream. Well, what about wow. you? What about you? You you you're very much a unique situation, aren't you? Well, my dad was an excellent manager and farmer. I never incurred debt, and my brother inherited the farm and kept going. Um, so we never we never had the debt taken on by buying, you know, and starting my generation on our own. We've mm. carried on my family operation and and again my my son is an excellent manager and we sure well we sure work hard i was thinking the other day some people talk about an eight hour day and we were just ending about an 18 hour day and i thought well (laughs) it's not just management sometimes it's just plain old-fashioned work so you you have a lot of the family Uh, david lambert is that the son yeah, I have a David. Uh, he's a state trooper, but he also works in the sugaring business some. Hmm. Family members, but they've come and gone. Uh, sugaring operation always provides opportunity for hard work, but good times together, you say. So I should imagine over the years. Who are Paul and Louise now? They've worked on the, the maple sugar industry for some time. Yeah, that's my dad and mom. Ah, okay. So, so they started the business and had the original dairy farm and the original maple business so all up how yeah. many years would you say you've been going well since uh, i think 1940. i think my dad came in 1943 wow and who, who wow. do you do you export overseas at all i'm sorry i couldn't quite hear you do you export overseas do you send do, product do you overseas have... or is it mainly you know local vermont people or just throughout the states well, you can order. Where you can order anywhere in the United States, but I guess he's asking: Do you do you, do you have um, customers outside of the United States? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't get the words. We do have a few. It is very expensive to ship our product because it's heavy, but I do have people who call and uh, they want maple syrup. They don't care how much it costs to get it because they like it and they um, they want it. <laughs> so right. I do send uh, maple syrup to Germany or Ireland, wherever people want. And people send gifts, you know, when mm. when someone you love has moved over there and they're used to maple syrup, sometimes it's nice to provide that taste of home to them. Right. I, I, I'm really curious. So with any of those um, out-of-the-country uh, customers that you have, do you have any restaurants that are real loyal to you from other I parts of have- the world? We don't have restaurants out of the country. We sure have plenty in the country uh, as far away as California. We have several on Cape Cod and in Brooklyn, New York. Um, Hmm. Of course, during the pandemic, the restaurant trade was really challenged, but some have continued to to serve and, you know, adapt and have takeout menus. Um, We have quite a few bakeries that use our syrup and Quite a few specialty stores that buy our products and then resell them. So we have we have a lot of different sales channels. Right, bakery, bakery. So that that's interesting. So what kind of products are, are they making? Just curious, outside of my thought pattern of what they would use it for. Well, a lot of people uh, are interested in 
maple sugar, for instance, for baked goods because it's a natural product straight from the tree with nothing added to it. So Mm -hmm. you really can make nearly any recipe and substitute the natural sugar for the white sugar. Right. Yeah, it's 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 beautiful too. I I love your pictures. Your pictures are are enticing. That that and your website's very lovely as well. So we'll be encouraging people to go there. So I guess um, I want to get to uh, what is the, the new... address uh, of that website right now? Let's oh, let's just go start. ahead. So those that are listening can get online and have a look at the same time. Yeah. What what's your what's your website, Betty? It's just our business name. So it's www.pillowaymaple.com. And that's the same name to find us on Facebook and Instagram. Right. We're going we're gonna to share that at the end. We just want it coming from the horse's mouth. So tell us about your um, what's new with the Sugar House. I did a lot of uh, um, recapping on, on when you built the new Sugar House. Can you tell us more about that? Yes, our our new sugar house uh, is incredibly beautiful inside. That's where I am right now. It's very high ceilings. The evaporator is really large. Of course, all our equipment is stainless steel, so people come in and are in awe. How it's just beautiful and clean looking. Uh, the traditional wood fire is appealing, but we also have a lot of new technology. We built a sugar house. Um, specifically with a very large southern roof exposure. We have a lot of solar panels that provide energy. Mm-hmm. And then we have um, we have what's called a reverse osmosis machine that removes part of the water from the sap before we boil, and that uh, decreases our firewood requirement and also our labor mm. time by a lot. Right. So those are uh, new technology. Of course, when I was a child, we gathered all the sap from buckets in the woods. And nowadays, uh, all the trees are tapped and run into tubing that runs to a big tank at the foot of the hill. So you can imagine (laughs) 20,000 taps. It's really miles and miles of tubing that has to be maintained. We have a lot of bear and coyote damage, different... Oh, I was going to ask you about the animals and how that affects... uh, Does does that happen a lot? Yeah, it happens quite a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, Animals chew on the tubing. Um, Mm -hmm. Also, we have, of course, ice storms and wind storms, so branches fall on it and damage it. So we spend a lot of time in the woods repairing. Oh, it just started snowing while we were talking. Aw, nice. Pretty. We might have a white <laughs> Christmas after all. <laughs> that, that's amazing. So um, also I was reading about your, um, the, the, I, I envision everything. I mean, what I've loved about uh, wanting to interview you with Mark is just the visuals. You know, I, when I, when I say romantic, I, I, you know, I mean, we're here in Tucson, we're in the desert, people want to come here, but you know, I miss the snow and I, I, I learned how to ski in New York. I learned how to mm. ski, or excuse me, in uh, Vermont at Stratton. Mm-hmm. I was a nanny in uh, upstate New York and we would, we would go uh, to Vermont often, but boy, it was so beautiful. And I even drove there with the kids myself a couple of times on the icy roads. But um, mm. so the, 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 the school children, they come in, uh, in the snow and, hang out and, and have your donuts and syrup and, and then you have a little story time. Are you in charge of that? Well, 
Um, overall, I am. I do have a nephew who likes to work with the school children. Usually my older brother comes. I don't know if you had a chance to look um, on YouTube under Silloway Maple. Mm-hmm. CBS came up from New York yep. and interviewed my brother. So I saw, I saw your interviews, um, yes. Sometimes we involve more of the family, but when those school children come, uh, they do. They have sugar on snow. They get a tour and a whole explanation of how maple syrup is made. They get samples of syrup, and then they see a tapping demonstration. So they really really get more than a, a taste in their mouth. They get a real taste of what sugaring is, and even here in Vermont, very few people, chil- uh, children, grow up on a farm anymore. So mm-hmm. it's just great to bring them out. I think the um, kindergarten and the fourth grades come each year. So it's always different children. But then lots of families come as well and can have that same experience. A tour, they learn. Um, well, in all your research, Kim or Mark, did you come across how many gallons of sap it takes to make a gallon of syrup? Yes. 40. Yes. Uh, 40 gallons? 40? Yep. It takes well, 40 gallons a, of sap boiled down in the evaporator. <laughs> that's, a, um, that's the spoken number, but truth be told, the sugar content from the sap varies from tree to tree and even year to year. And last year, it took well over 60 gallons of sap oh, to make a gallon geez. of syrup. So that's mm. a lot of steam going up all over the Northeast. Yeah. Oh. So what that's labor intensive. Is it ever? Yeah, lots of water to evaporate. So let's just look at that. The purchase of uh, that reverse osmosis machine, it saved you 80% of the wood and labor required for boiling. So when we talk about that, what, you've got to chop down trees for the wood. Is that right? We do. Um, there's a lot of woods management of the sugar bush that needs to go on during the year you need to take out anything that's diseased or dying and also uh, just thin the wood so that the maple trees that are developing have a larger crown they give more sap so there's um you know there's a lot of wood that comes out of the woods and we also have a lot of uh, land that goes with our dairy farm that maybe isn't part of the sugar bush, but it also produces a lot of firewood. Mm -hmm. So that's why the change, that's why the 60 gallons of sap uh, boiled to produce just a gallon of syrup. Um, The raw sap, now let me understand this, the raw sap passes through a membrane in the reverse osmosis machine, which removes much of the water, and then the new evaporator uses gasification and has a series of preheated pipes that that are inside of the steam pipe it it sounds complicated but it's probably not very simple right it's pretty complicated i have um well my oldest daughter does a lot of our boiling and then my son of course and we also hire a little help for boiling and often we have tourists we had a man come, and my daughter was giving the tour, and she was showing the evaporator here. I'm standing in front of it right now, and he was looking at the gauges, and he said, well, it pretty much runs itself, doesn't it? And uh, <laughs> we had to laugh because he repeated himself several times during the tour that it pretty much runs itself. And 
we just looked at each other because it can take only seconds of some kind of a problem and uh, you've burned on that whole pan in there. Oh. <laughs> the, the sap level is only uh, about two inches deep and there's not a lot of room for error if there happened to be some kind of a um, plug up in the float that regulates the level of the sap or any kind of an issue and you're in big trouble. So it's, um, Mm. my dad used to talk about boiling to people. He said, it's hours of boredom interspersed with moments of sheer panic (laughs) (laughs) because it really does take many, many hours standing here boiling that, uh, syrup and constant attendance. It's, all is filtered immediately after boiling and graded and put into uh, 40-gallon stainless steel drums, so it needs to be moved. And Good. Stone the uh, prize. All of that for a gallon. I mean, what do you charge for it? $700,000 or what? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. That recognition of what went into it is great. Uh, no, we charge $45 for a gallon here on the farm. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, we have every drop. Yeah. We have a neat uh, poster on the wall. It says, this is what it takes to make one gallon of pure Vermont syrup. It takes a 40-year-old tree, uh, mm-hmm. six weeks of production, a gathering crew, the 40 to 60 gallons of sap, uh, all the wood. And then it says at the bottom, so if you had to climb the mountain, tap the trees, haul the sap, cut the wood, stoke the fire, and pack the syrup to comply with the nation's strictly enforced maple laws, how much would you ask for a gallon of pure Vermont maple mm-hmm. syrup? I like that poster because I, I, saw, I saw your chart and poster. <laughs> there crazy. is a lot yeah. that goes into a, a gallon of syrup that you don't see. Well, you're pretty famous. I mean... Your product is, is um, you know, highly liked and recommended and uh, it's got a, your brand uh, is, is quite large from a point of view of being one of the best, if not the best, in America. That must mean something to you. Oh, of course it does. Vermonters are all very proud of, of our heritage of maple syrup production and we um, take we take great pride in our products. There's contests in the spring and fairs in the fall, and maple oh, sugar makers enter their products um, and compete. It's uh, it's a fun industry. It's interesting because we compete for sales, but we help each other all the time. You know, if if I've got an issue with how my maple fudge is coming out, I can call another sugar maker and talk it over what they do and. Oh, my son has spent a great deal of the fall helping a young man here in the neighborhood who's building his own sugar house. All right. We, we work a lot together. That's good. That's good. So, now. so you play well with others. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about your operation. Uh, when you talked about yeah. tubing, uh, Betty, you talked about the tubing is running uh, to each tree and then it comes, you know, to a large storage tank. Uh, you walk the lines frequently, you said. This is for damage. Now, is this what? Squirrels, uh, birds of anything, woodpeckers perhaps, falling limbs? What what causes the problems? Yeah, all those, all those things that you just mentioned cause problems. We have more technology that I didn't mention yet. Um, we have what is called a smart tracker. It is a, a small 
instrument that hangs out in the woods. If you can imagine, if you can imagine a tank at the foot of the woods, and then a big inch main line we call it running up into the woods and branching off with arms and then all the small lines to the individual trees running into those main lines at the end of each main line we have this smart tracker and it tells the vacuum level on that main line so from here in the sugar house or wherever you are you can look at your smartphone and you can see the woods um, and the vacuum level. So say you have a bear go through in the middle of the night and you're here boiling sap, you can see that vacuum level drop on a certain line Mm -hmm. and you can get headed right out there. We uh, all wear headlamps to work in the woods. You can head out, pinpoint the damage and get it repaired. Um, Whereas before that technology, it was more of a laborious task to find where the mm. where the leaks and damage were. Now we know at least what line to look on. Tell you what, it sounds like a very labor-intensive uh, business and operation to me, Betty. Well, it is. The, um, the guys, my son and a couple of hired men are out today going over the lines um, before it's time to task. They go through the woods and make sure they're all in good repair so that when they actually tap, it's a much quicker process. Mm. And the boiling oh. is uh, the boiling is done on a wood-fired arch, is that right? Yes, yes. Did you, um, were you able to see photos or see it in the video online? It's quite yeah. different. Yeah. yeah. This, this video, is it also on your website? Yes. Okay, that's the one then. Yeah, very interesting, people. If you're listening to this, you should go to... Uh, Go to the website and have a look at the video because it's all visual. Of course, we're audio. Uh, you know, we're uh, we're all about uh, the 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 mind being uh, the theatre of the mind. But when you do go to the website, uh, SillawayMaple That's S I W L O W A Y Maple, all one word. SillawayMaple You'll be able to see these wonderful videos and get a much better idea as well. And uh, yeah, it's almost like coming for a tour. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, tourists only uh, you don't get the samples. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, that's a shame. That's a shame. Well, I tell you what: do when tourists do come, do they have unusual questions when they visit you? Yes. Well, like I mentioned before, we we've, we've been asked if we plant all the trees, which would be quite a feat because to be tapped, a tree has to be at least thirty years old. Yeah. And of course, we tap twenty thousand trees it would be quite the feat to have planted them so no they're all natural lots of people from far away um wonder if the syrup comes right out of the tree they don't really understand about the sap only being just barely sweet and how much water has to be removed to turn it into syrup mm-hmm. so those are are some interesting thoughts they um you know, lots of people don't really know that there is a season early in the spring, and it's short that right. we actually do our production. And and have has anything else come out of it? You know how they've got ethanol and they've got, they've got uh, gas for cars out of uh, corn and so on. Are, are there any other uh, byproducts that have come out of your maple syrup or that you've read about somewhere else overseas or someone has brought up to you? Well, some people sell 
the actual sap now from the trees. I think they must have to pasteurize it and um, bottle it. Um, they also sell the water that comes from the reverse osmosis process, which is a very, very pure, almost like a distilled water um, mm. that's being sold, which is interesting. I have seen some reports about health benefits of that water. Um, mm. Interesting. I'm not persuaded that it's getting <laughs> healthier than plain water, but <laughs> right. Well, maybe you can it's bottle there, that, but... bottle that, and sell it in the shop as well. <laughs> uh, we do um, constantly develop new products. A very popular product is our bourbon barrel aged. Uh, we buy used barrels from a distillery, and we fill mm. them with the hot syrup, and they age for several months, and then we bottle that syrup, and it has taken on the flavor of the bourbon it doesn't have any alcohol wow but it uh, has mm. a wonderful wonderful taste man that'd be nice on the old pancakes or waffles wouldn't it yeah mm. yeah it's very good we have an interesting habanero infused syrup that people really like for grilling and they like that hot taste on some of their meat Ooh, that sounds delicious we'll have to order mm. that mark Tell me something, Betty. Um, what does Paul mean when he says it's not a job for a nervous man? <laughs> My dad used to say that, too. Well, there's these moments. Um, I've had them myself where something goes wrong. And, uh, well, for instance, the other day I was filtering syrup, hot syrup to can. Throughout the year, we get out those 40-gallon drums and we pump it into a vat, reheat it to 180 degrees, and then we refilter it and can it in all the different containers that we sell, the glass and metal and plastic. And suddenly I heard something running. Um, there's several rooms in our sugar house, and in the room where I was pumping it into the vat, it had started to run over, uh, you know, you must do something very quickly when mm. really boiling hot syrup is running on the ground. Oh, yeah. uh, but, you know, the boiling, the same thing. You, you've got to act with great speed and know what to do. You can't, you can't have this tremendously hot fire under just a couple inch deep flow of sap in there in the pan and not be very attentive Yes, yes. I'm I'm visualizing Mount Vesuvius, you know, with all the lava. Only this time it's syrup. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Stone the crows. I wouldn't want to put my feet in that. You know, it is a dangerous exercise. I mean, full credit to you, really. I mean, you know, to, oh, 60, we're looking at 60, 40. It takes an average of 40, 50, 60 gallons of sap just to produce one gallon of maple syrup. Now, that's a lot of trees. How big? What's your acreage of the farm as a matter of interest? Well, we usually ta talk about sugaring in terms of taps. And like I said, we currently tap about 20,000 trees, but it's several hundred acres Ooh, 20, that that's over. You might, uh, you might, you know, find a really dense sugar bush, and then some sugar bushes, the trees are really spread out. It's very varies a tremendous amount. Mm. Well, when you yeah, think... Your, your family, uh, your, I was going to iterate a little bit. So your family, they all live near each other because we've talked about, you know, your extended family and the roles that 
that your family play. And I mean, when you're talking, Betty, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of uh, my job as a flight attendant where you had a crew, you know, and you're all there in case there's an emergency. So um, the roles your family play and you're, and then you're teaching your next generation. And even though they come and go, you said, I mean, how, how many, how many of you are there in a day to spot each other? Well, very often I spend the entire day alone here in the sugar house working and um, Mm -hmm. I'm packing candy. And if a tourist comes, I stop and give a tour. My son Paul is full time um, a lot in the woods, but we keep in touch over the phone a lot. He's in and out. Then I have a daughter who in the sugaring season boils a lot, but this fall we started a new endeavor we bought um a maple creamy we call them here machine maybe in arizona you'd call that soft serve ice cream mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so that's quite quite an addition to our business it's brought huge crowds even with the pandemic to buy maple creamies because they're made with our maple syrup and <laughs> uh, that's kept some additional family members busy working uh on that ice cream end of the business. And then we mm-hmm. have, you know, we sell additional things. Uh, one daughter always makes all the donuts and she's, um, she's close by often if I'm at a farmer's market selling or delivering syrup and a tourist comes here and calls for calls to see if someone can come and open up the store and mm-hmm. give them a tour. One of my daughters will come and do that. Yeah, right. It sounds and then very, there's all uh, the grandchildren. Right. <laughs> Lots of grandchildren in and out of here. Yeah, very friendly, very, you know, countrified. Vermont, uh, I believe, are very friendly people in, in that neck of the woods uh, over here, too, in Tucson. Two different, you know, America's amazing in its differences in weather, uh, geography, landscaping, and so on, and way of life. And uh, have you ever been west as a matter of interest, Betty? Well, yes, I've been to across the country and over to Scotland just once. Mm -hmm. And uh, I haven't been to Vermont, but uh, I'm going to get there one day. It's on my bucket list. Have you ever had uh, (laughs) the old fella call in, Mr. Sanders? Has he ever popped in to see you at all and buy some, uh, you know, lovely... uh... No, but we were honored with the uh, governor's tree tapping a few years ago where Governor Scott came. Um, He does a kind of an honorary tree tapping in Vermont each year they choose a different sugar maker to visit and he taps with a nice new shiny bucket Mm. and hangs it and announces it's the beginning of the season so that's uh, quite a lot of fun publicity to have someone like that come right right it would be indeed you know it's happening there well, it's amazing. So, look, folks, you've got the uh, web address, but in case, uh, Um And this goes all over the place, uh, and it's got a global reach, this show, Betty, so you never know, you know, who may get on your side and order the thing. But um, you've also got an address at uh, the Facebook page, right? Silloway Maple? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Facebook.com Silloway Maple. And uh, you can be contacted. The phone number's there and other details are there as well. It's, it's been very interesting, Kim. I mean, I've never seen this operation. I've seen rubber uh, worked and come out of trees over there in India and so on. But 
I've never seen this. It's amazing. And what we do get out of trees, if with all the different things we get fed from the planet, it's amazing, isn't it? Well, yeah. I just I was so excited when uh, Betty answered her phone and she was knee deep in snow. This was a while ago that I contacted you, <laughs> and she didn't know me from Adam, but I I saw your uh, I I saw one of your um, sponsorships on Facebook actually. And I, I was just like, oh, my gosh, I really, I wanted to know. I wanted to know the details. And, and of course, I wanted to get back to the month. So, um, okay. but the fact that you answered the phone and I could just visualize you out there in the snow with all your clothes and your tubes and such. But, um, oh, thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. Well, we have a wonderful life, and I do love to share it with people. Right. It's interesting. You, you have a great plan. Well, Betty, this, yes, uh, we do. the show will be on the site at TucsonBusinessRadioX.com. It'll stay there in your story and photographs and so on. And we'll send you the link of the show as well, okay? But I do want to thank you oh, for thank taking you. time out on behalf of Kib. And uh, we had, ladies and gentlemen, Betty Lambert. And the name of the business is Silloway Maple over there in Vermont. And uh, interesting how they make it all. And thanks again, Betty. Kim, if you'd like to sign off. Thank you so much, Betty, and um, happy travels across your land today, and we'll be in touch, and I'm going to uh, um, direct people your way, and, and one day Mark and I will come out and visit you and maybe do a show right there on the property. Would that be fun, Mark? Uh-huh, but I'll just be gorging all day on the donuts and the candy. So <laughs> and that one ice cream. And, yep. <laughs> all right, we'll, Betty. We'll, we'll work. You we'll take work care for it. and look after yourself, all right? Yeah, thank you very much for visiting with us today, and have a Merry Christmas. Thank you. Happy holidays to you and yours, Betty. Really appreciate the interview. Thank you. Thank you. Join us again, won't you, on the Business Radio X Network for another inspiring Women Under the Sun.